Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Sadie Spills the Tea. I cannot believe we are on episode 30. Happy 30 to us, I guess. It also just seems fitting that the 30th episode is falling on Northwest's birthday. That's a little precursor to some things we'll get into later, but happy birthday to Northwest and happy 30 to us. It is a extremely hot day in Denver. Um, we are entering a heat wave where we're looking at 100 degrees for the next week. And you'd think that's music to my ears, seeing as just a few weeks ago I was complaining about the rain and the snow. However, I don't think anyone is comfortable or thinks that 100 degree weather is sexy at all. Um, we're sweating. I'm literally drenched constantly. Everything's sticky. I'm slipping in my own sweat. It's disgusting. There's not enough AC to go around. So. Um, Hope everyone's staying hydrated and in some shade and just not overworking yourself. You know, I went out for my morning workout this morning and it was already 80 degrees and I was like, oh boy, it's going to be a big one. So hope everyone is um, staying in. And to be honest with you, a lot of great content has gone down. Well, I don't know if great the word, but to me, a lot of relevant things have gone down since our last episode last Friday. I'm going to get into the meat of all of it. And then of course, anything that we don't um be able to hit on today we will go ahead and hit on the episode that's hitting later this week so without further ado let's jump into some sports news yes the nba playoffs are still going on i know it seems like it's been going on for months and months and months because it has but we finally have our first like finals team is what i'm going to go ahead and hear and say um the suns this past sunday beat the denver nuggets and they are advancing to the western conference finals for just a an overall arching situation of NBA. Basically, there's the East and the West. All the teams kind of play each other. They have these playoffs that are going on to make the finals of each conference. So the Suns will play the winner of, I think it's the Jazz Clippers series. Um, and then we're waiting on the Eastern Conference. Anyway, that's how essentially it works. Basically, once you get into the conference finals and you win the conference finals, then you go into the NBA finals and then the season's over. So we're only a few weeks out until basketball season's fully over. Um, For those of you who are annoyed with it being on every single night, I'm personally kind of enjoying it. And that's probably because I've become the biggest Devin Booker fan alive. Um, So with that being said, the Sunday night game um, at Denver versus obviously the Nuggets versus the Suns, um, Jokic got basically ejected very, very late in the game. Um, the, the Suns basically swept the Nuggets. They, were, they took the 4-0 and they're out, whatever. But there was a fight in the stands and it turned into this whole thing. And now Devin Booker's reposting it. And so if you're into sports at all, you obviously saw the whole Jokic thing. And you've seen the Suns fan and the whole Suns in four now is like the motto that's going around. It happened because there was a fight at the Nuggets stadium between a Suns fan and a Nuggets fan. The Suns fan literally physically beat the shit out of this Nuggets fan, essentially. Security came, obviously, but this guy, the Suns fan, has gone viral because his last words before the security came were Suns in four. Hold up, held up four fingers, and that's just kind of been the Suns motto now. So if you hear Suns in four, it's because there was a fist fight in Denver. Anyway, um, that's really what's going on. There's not that much else. Um, the Colorado Avalanche are out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They got trampled over by the Vegas Golden Knights, the hockey team. Um, And so I'm sure there's more hockey going on, but now that the Avalanche are out, my focus is on basketball, just being straight up with you. Also, we have a lot of college baseball going on. The road to Omaha has started. um, And within the next few weeks, I think we're going to actually see some Omaha play and then be able to choose a team and then ride that out. Of course, they're saying Vanderbilt is going to win that because Vanderbilt has 
apparently the top two pitchers or the top two draft picks for um, MLB. So potentially Vanderbilt's going to win. If you have paid attention to the College World Series in the past, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, Vanderbilt actually won the College World Series. And then there was a proposal at the end and Ham actually knew the girls. So now in my head, it's like, okay, well, if Vanderbilt wins, like we got a proposal. So that's what I'm looking out for um, in the sports world. Um, this is, I'm just going to segue right into some pop culture because it was Devin Booker and Kendall Jenner's, um, one year anniversary this past Sunday. They are so fucking cute. Obviously, you know that I've become obsessed with him. Um, and they just like posted all these pics saying happy one year, 52, 52 weeks, like whatever. Kendall posted a picture of them cuddling on his, um, PJ. And it was like, oh my God, like I would, what I would do to be able to cuddle my boyfriend after we had a trip on the PJ, right? Um, it was great. I read this thing today that was basically like, it's way more credible when you keep your relationship private. And obviously Kendall and Devin haven't really given us much up until recently. Um, if you are just as invested in them or want to see more, they have a lot of like Kendall's ex Devin Instagram accounts. I love it. Um, there's people out there doing the dirty work for me and I can just click on the thing and see where they're at, see all the likes, the comments, that type of thing. But if you've been watching the Kardashians, then you saw the episode that she was like, or it wasn't even an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I want to say it was one of those like Hailey Bieber get ready with me videos in her bathroom, um, that Kendall was either on or a poosh video. Anyway, Kendall had an interview with, with someone in her close circle, um, basically said that it wouldn't be far off if she were to get engaged soon. So that leads me to believe that Dev could be the one for her. And I am so fucking here for it. it is such a great time to be a wag right like in the pandemic last year with the bubble they're not traveling as much anyway we should bring back wags because that was a fabulous show but happy one year to Devin and Kendall and I am just here for their relationship to write out okay what else has gone down so um apparently Elizabeth Olsen has gotten married over the last few weeks Elizabeth Olsen is the younger sibling of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, obviously. And to be honest with you, Elizabeth's like been kind of balling in the film world. Um, I know that she was in like a WandaVision thing. She's been in a few movies. She's all over Dumas. She's like one of the top spotter people to be spotting, whatever. But um, apparently she got married to this guy named Robbie Arnett. They've been dating for a little while. It was a secret wedding. She had a very sexy um, long sleeve white gown on, very simple. Did see the twins, Mary-Kate and Ashley, out at dinner the other day on a picture. So I'm wondering if that was like a celebration or like whatever. Also, happy belated birthday to Mary-Kate and Ashley because their birthday was, I think, last Friday. Anyway, congratulations to Elizabeth Olsen, um, who's really like bringing it home for the Olsen twins these days. Like that's really the most like activity we get about that. Okay, um, apparently in some music news, Dua Lipa and Elton John are going to put out some sort of duo collaboration vibe. First of all, if you have been paying attention to anything I've been liking in the last year or so, Dua Lipa, her album was my last summer's soundtrack. Um, the second I got fired, basically fired up Dua and learned every single word to all the songs on that entire future nostalgic album. I sent it to everyone in my life and was like, you need to learn this. And of course she blew up because naturally she's in everything about Dua's perfection. And she's dating Anwar Hadid, which is a fishy, a fishy couple, if we're being honest. I think Dua could have probably anyone that she wanted, but of course I'm partial to her, you know, dating a Hadid and being in that circle and like living on the farm with all of them. Anyway, she has become really close with Elton John. Obviously they're both over in London. 
um, and there's supposed to be some duet coming. She's been kind of hinting with like posts and outfits and um, captions, you know, the trolls are finding that kind of shit, but I'm here for it. I feel like, you know, it's summertime, aside from Migos releasing their new album, we haven't had like that many bangers. Um, yes, of course, Olivia Rodrigo released hers, but that's like a little like tweeny for me, like a little like headbangy, very Paramore vibes if you've seen all those memes. Anyway, so do an Elton John, really, really here for it. Okay, we have to jump into this Chrissy Teigen story because I'm sure it's been all over everyone's radar and whatnot. Um, essentially, yesterday she issued an apology for some tweets that resurfaced. So, as we know, Chrissy Teigen is very, very, very outspoken and vocal on Twitter. Um, and over the years, she basically said a lot of really fucked up things. Um, she was attacking young girls. She was telling people to kill themselves, go to sleep forever. Oh, if I have to watch that again, I'm going to get another slit in my wrist. Like really dark, deep shit. Um, tweets resurfaced. Um, a gal named Courtney Scott basically kind of brought this whole thing to life, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago. She's Chrissy's been off the radar, very undercover for the last couple of weeks, if not last month. Um, and so this apology was the first time we've heard from her in quite a while. Essentially, the tweets obviously came out. She's telling these people these horrible, horrible things. But yesterday, um, after Chrissy released the apology that was like, very, I'm working on myself. Um, I'm very like trying to spend time with my family. I understand like how much it sucks to be hated. It was, the post was long um, and you could tell that there was like emotion behind it. But at the end, there was also this like sarcasm that was just like also not the time Chrissy type of thing. So yesterday after she apologized, um, Michael Costello, who is a designer, he was actually on Project Runway and now he has his like collab basically brand is with Revolve. Um, he came out on his Instagram and said, I was one of the victims. I'm not okay. Chrissy Teigen and Monica Rose, who is a, the ex-stylist of the Kardashians, um, have been trampling me for years. He basically goes on and shows multiple DMs between Chrissy and himself of Chrissy saying like, you should die. You need to kill yourself type of thing. Um, these the, the DMs actually happened in 2015. So the fact that he's been bottling this up for what, six years, he basically is like, I'm not okay. This isn't okay. Like, but I'm done hiding from this. I want people to know essentially. So his tweet or his Instagram post came out last night um, and, of course, has gone completely viral. All these people are basically, you know, Chrissy was the epitome of cancel culture on Twitter. She was like hopping on any bandwagon to cancel anyone. And now it's almost like cancel the canceler kind of thing because like that's so fucked of Chrissy. Also, because I wanted to do a deep dive into this entire story, Michael Costello um in his apology or in his sorry not in his apology in his like instagram coming out telling his story he basically said that chrissy and monica rose um style blackmailed him in the sense of they told him you will never be a designer ever ever again it all started because there was a photoshopped comment that someone photoshopped of michael costello that has now been verified that it was a full-blown photoshopped and that's what chrissy replied to of the tweet they got into it and then Chrissy in the DMs and Monica Rose basically said, we will cancel any opportunity you've ever had. Here's why this is important. Michael Costello designed a, a beautiful, stunning white gown for Beyonce at the 2014 Grammys. Michael Costello was on Project One Way. He won. He was on track to become the next Christian, Christian Siriano, if you know who he is. 
And so in 2014, he made this white gown for Beyonce at the Grammys and, you know, the buzz was around. Okay, it's 2021 and no offense, but his clothing line is at Revolve. Like, what? He's not the next Christian Siriano. He's at Revolve with all the riffraff like myself shopping. So obviously, Monica Rose and Chrissy did have enough pull of some sort because the fact that he was on a huge fashion trajectory and then is now at Revolve explains that there's been some shady things that have gone down in the last, what, six, seven years. So um, Chrissy has not commented on Michael Costello. Um, that's really where we're at. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how she moves on from here. Um, you know, she's only famous for being a model and really for being John Legend's wife and Twitter really took her off. That's like the reason that she even became a thing. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how she kind of recoups from this. Um, and like, you know, she already has been canceled from all kinds of other things in her life. Her sponsorships were taken away, the whole safely thing with Kris Jenner. Anyway, that's what has going down with Chrissy Teigen. That's kind of the moral of the story. Um, the DMs are going around everywhere. So if you need help finding some of them, if you want to, you know, I can help you if, if you're looking for more details, but thought that was interesting. Okay, um, another cool story is that the Tribeca Film Festival was last night in New York, obviously in Tribeca, um, and two people that I love were recognized. ASAP Rocky has a new doc, and what I'm hearing is there's a lot of bits and pieces about Rihanna, like a lot about her. I'm hoping that I'll be able to see it. I don't really know the, how it works, like after you go to a Tribeca Film Festival, like it's not just automatically going to be on Netflix, but I'm hoping down the line we'll be able to see it. Um, apparently, it looks like he and Rihanna have been dating for a lot longer than we think. I couldn't even tell you we I mean we think they've been dating since like maybe Christmas time like end of 2020 and it's just been like kind of low-key and then this year it's kind of picked up but apparently the doc is showing that they've been together for a while so I'm here for it I would love an insight remember he said that she was the one the prettiest woman in the world all of the right things so I'm interested to see um his doc and the footage of Rihanna basically but um, Olivia Culpo was also at the film festival because she is in some new horror movie that obviously I'm not going to watch. But she's just one of those people that's adding more and more things to her resume. You know, she owns all these restaurants. She's a designer. She has she was on Sports Illustrated. You know, she's an influencer, all of the things. She has like a drink beverage anyway. So she was also there. Not going to see her movie, but, you know, shout out to them. Okay, um, some wild news or news that not wild, but exciting, kind of. I got to actually, you know, just go tell him the, him the news, the breaking news. Um, so last episode, I was telling you guys about the podcast Call Her Daddy. There's multiple. Um, it's a Barstool podcast, not multiple. Barstool is a company that has all kinds of crude things and they have podcasts and shows and the website, whatever. There's been this this podcast called Call Her Daddy. It's been going on since 2018. It started with this girl, Sophia, and another gal named Alex. The two of them did it for a little while and then they were blowing the fuck up. Like they were the top producing thing at Barstool. There's absolutely no doubt it was like the number one podcast each and every week. Essentially, last summer, um, one of the gals, Sophia, basically thought that they deserved more money. They weren't getting paid that well by, um, you know, Barstool in general. And, and so she got with this guy that we call Suitman, and she thought that she deserved 500K. And then it turned into this whole thing with Barstool and Dave. Anyway, Sophia's off the podcast, and it's been Alex Cooper for probably the last year. Um, she officially has signed her podcast, Call Her Daddy, with Spotify for $20 million. Let me repeat that. She signed to Spotify for $20 million. Yo, Spotify, if you're out there and you want to give me $25 million, please hook a girl up. Like, what the hell? It's well-deserved. Alex, Alex Cooper has done a fabulous, fabulous job. Um, while 
Alex and Sophia were doing the podcast together last year, Sophia was basically saying that they're worth a lot more, which they absolutely were, but it was like the beginning of their contract. They had to like kind of do their time before they could like upgrade essentially. Sophia basically got fired and now has her own podcast. It's called Sophia with an F and I have not listened to it once, could not give a shit about what she's talking about. However, um, Alex is doing a fabulous job with Call Her Daddy. And now that she's going to Spotify, that's incredible for her. She's getting the 20 mil. And I'm sure Sophia is like, oh, fuck, like, what happened to me? And it's like, well, you kind of blew it. So congrats to Alex on that. Um, and I guess Barstool's still going to manage her merch and her newsletter. So Barstool's not fully out of the picture. It's like one of those things you got to stay humble, remember where you came from type of thing. But really happy for Alex Cooper and Call Her Daddy. Okay, we have to jump into the Bravo news because this has been juicy. Um, Yes, of course, the Housewife and the Hustler documentary I want to talk about. But first, um, I saw that Leah from New York City was actually from Rahoney, was having dinner with Kelly Catrone, and it just brought me back. Remember Kelly Catrone from the Hills when she was like bullying Lauren and Whitney, and she would make like her like diggle the crumbs out of the candle at the runway show. Like I, Kelly Catrone, like is someone that lives rent free in my head, and I'm not exactly sure why, but. Um, kind of love that Leah was like having a meal with her. Like I would love to be a fly on the wall for that combo. Also, um, for those of you who have been in my life, you know that when I actually got to go to New York, um, oh God, it's my first time, first and only time. It was January, 2020. Um, I had found this company like months and months before that I had been dying to go to. It's called Studs. I thought I had found the gold mine of ear piercings. I'm into a shit ton of gold jewelry. And so I found this place called Studs and was so excited we get to New York um ham's like company flows out there and i had a whole day to be in soho by myself went to studs pimped myself out i've been flaunting around i sent pictures to everyone and was like you guys gotta check this place out studs is now all over the place they open one in austin they open one they open at least two in la they're opening them everywhere it's not just this new york exclusive anyway dorit went into studs this past weekend and she got two piercings she got a lightning bolt and she got a star and i just thought that was so funny so relatable you know a year and a half ago, if you were to tell me, like, Sadie, this company that you're obsessed with studs, like, Dorit's going to be in there and piercing, it's blowing up. It's not, like, my thing anymore. But I loved it. Got a couple of piercings from it. Anyway, Dorit is just like us. This In this week's episode of Stars Are Just Like Us, go to two studs and get a few piercings, and you can be Dorit Hensley. Okay, so the Housewife and a Hustler documentary. Um, for those of you who do not know, we are in um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There is a gal named Erica Girardi, Erica Jane. She joined us in 2000, I don't know, she's been on for like four or five seasons now. She brought the level of a housewife entirely up. Erica Jane changed the game for housewives in general, okay? She, her stylists, her makeup, the glam team, the outfits, the -the over-the-topness, no one has done it like Erica Jane has. So she hits our screens, she's married to this wealthy lawyer, Tom Girardi, he's like super famous in LA. He did the whole Aaron Brockovich case. And she becomes this pop star in her Erica Jane alter ego. And she's, you know, worth a lot of money. So, um, October or November of 2020, Erica Jane files for divorce. And then this whole slew of lawsuits come out against her husband, Tom, um, for basically stealing victims' money. Tom is a one used to be one of the most famous attorneys in LA, and his whole thing was basically helping victims who were wrong to get their money. That's what he was known for. Um, so these lawsuits coming are starting to come out coincidentally alongside of this divorce, and this whole thing is playing out that basically Tom was stealing his client's money and now he's bankrupt and now he potentially has Alzheimer's um, and is not going to be able to attend in court. There's a lot of moving pieces here. However, 
this ABC News documentary came out last night. It's on Hulu. It's about like an hour and 12 minutes with the stupid commercials. It's called Housewife and a Hustler. Opening scene is Daniel Staub from New Housewives, uh, Housewives of New Jersey. It is the most embarrassing opening scene you could ever come up with. She's the most irrelevant person on the planet. She is thirsty for so much fucking fame. Her relevancy to Erica Jane is apparently they worked at the same strip club together. Um, also, we have Dana from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills from ages ago with $25,000 $25, sunglasses. You either know who Dana is with the sunglasses or you don't. She's on it. They are Both of them are so fucking bitter and they're not credible at all. They both have had lawsuits. It's insane to like the fact that they're being interviewed and like we're even hearing their take. Anyway, so wild. So basically she, the doc kind of goes on to say that Erica's been flaunting on this money. They had all these jets. You know, she filed for divorce in November of 2020. These cases started coming in about September, October of 2020. So the coincidental timing of um, the divorce is just like really insane. They didn't have a prenup because Erica met him when she had not a dollar to her name. Um, there's a lot that happened in all honesty. Um, they didn't have a prenup, you know, Tom basically now his bar, his license is fully taken away. California bar has said he's had errors in his work for years and years and years. Um, he has no money. He's gone bankrupt. They're liquidating everything. Erica Jane like had $20 million sent from Girardi trust or whatever to EJ International, which is her like brand of Erica Jane. And the whole thing is so wild. I want to get into a lot more of it, but there's also other things I want to cover here. So I'm going to put a pin in that for now. Um, if you didn't watch the doc, you honestly didn't miss anything. It was no new information except for like hearing from some of the victims that have been wronged by Tom, which was really fucking sad, just straight up. Um, need to say that Erica Jane was my favorite, favorite, favorite housewife. I've been a stand from her since day one. The level of elegance that she brought to the show was insane. And the way that she could just pick out people real quick, like Lisa Vanderpump, she said she was a sniper, like within 30 seconds of meeting her. Erica's really, really, really fucking smart and knows exactly what she's doing. And so I'm, I'm, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm getting really mixed emotions. The whole thing is super shady. I don't know if she knew. It's hard for me to believe that she didn't know. But at the same time, when she married Tom, right, she didn't have a dollar to her name. They didn't sign a prenup. He was wealthy. She was like, take me and do whatever you will with me and probably didn't look into his finances. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and put a pin in that for the, for now. I'm thinking more things are going to come out, obviously, as more people watch this. In addition to, we have a new episode of um, Beverly Hills on Wednesday night, and it's the episode actually about the divorce when their ladies are going to confront her and say, did you know? So pinning in that because I want to hear the Real Housewives episode, and then we'll come back and, you know, finish it all up on, on Friday's episode. Okay, so The Bachelor was on last night. Um, it was week two of Katie's season, and Honestly, I was bored the whole fucking time. I probably ran into the room and told him I was bored a hundred times, like dead ass. Every commercial break, I was like, is it over yet? And he was laughing because he was like, you're not going to stop watching it. And I was like, the only season I haven't watched was Ari's. And I honestly take pride in that because he drives me up a wall. And part of me is like, God, this is such a filler season. Like, do I need to be watching Katie? I'm not exactly sure. But last night, within five minutes of the show, I got the most incredible quote, potentially out of all Bachelor history. I quote, if we can get this guy a Xanax and a muzzle, let's fucking do it, end quote. Amazing. If we can get this guy a Xanax and a muzzle, like, I die. Absolutely. Like, there are so many squawky motherfuckers on this show that are so annoying and clout chasing and here for the fame. 
that it drives me crazy. That was the moral of the whole episode yesterday. Sorry to be spoiler, but you didn't miss shit if you didn't watch it. Essentially, someone tells Katie that someone's there for the wrong reasons, and they don't tell us the names, and then it turns into like, well, who said it? Well, who did it? Well, I don't believe it. And then she's crying, and then they're like, to be continued. Complete bullshit. Um, there was one on with Greg, who got the first impression rose. He got the first one-on-one. We're getting a lot of Greg screen time. I'm, you know, after so many years of reading into the spoilers and all that, no, this is, season is not spoiled. Just asterisks around. Alert, alert. There's no spoilers. Don't worry. But after my years of, you know, reading into the spoilers, honestly, gotta thank my mom for that. She used to read Reality Steve, like, when I was in, honestly, junior high. She was the person that got me into that, and now she's like, what's the deal? What's the tea? Doesn't She doesn't watch The Bachelor anymore. She thinks it's bullshit, which I really love that about her. Anyway, um, through my decision-making and all of my work that I've done with the spoilers and whatnot, the amount of screen time that Greg's getting is absolutely like insane um we've seen more of him than we have any other guy and so if they aren't foreshadowing of some sense something isn't going to about to go down with greg whether he self-eliminates whether he's the one like there's something to do with greg because there's just absolutely way too much screen time going on but that was really the moral of the story there was a dumpster fire at the end of all the boys fighting um there's some guy named carl who he's the yappy chihuahua is what i'm going to refer him refer to him as from here on out um and he was the one that like went to katie and said people are there for the wrong reasons apparently he was actually cast for claire season so he's just like leftovers anyway okay so bachelor in paradise has started filming um we are eight or nine days into filming as of today um tuesday june 15th there's been at least two or three rose ceremonies so we know that couples are actually coming out of this and and things are moving so last episode or two episodes ago, I let you know about the cast that we have solidified. Um, it's down there. It's a lot of uh, Matt's girls. It's a lot of Tasha's guys. There's some Peter's girls in there too, but I got some more confirmations. So we have Tia Booth, Becca Kufrin, Demi, and Alaya. Alaya's from Peter's season. I don't really remember her, but there's like drama with her anyway. Those girls are confirmed to be down on the beach at some point. If they are down on the beach now, great. If they're going to within the next week, great. They're confirmed on the show. In addition, from Tasha season, we got Ed, who's that dork, and Riley. They're adorable, adorable Riley um, from Tasha season. And then we also have three guys from Katie season that are confirmed. So if you don't want to hear those, plug your ears. We have Thomas, James, and Carl. Yes, the Carl that I just said was a fucking yappy chihuahua from Claire season. Anyway, those are the guys that we have confirmed for Bachelor in Paradise. It honestly feels like it's going to be a huge cast. Um, I'm just excited. Let's get them on our fucking screens already. Enough of this Katie shit. But during Katie's, um, episode last night there was a couple commercials for michelle's season it was like hey if you know someone who's interested in dating our next bachelor or bachelorette michelle young please have them apply so if you know anyone out there that really should be with michelle um i have a few come to mind but they're all in relationships otherwise i probably would apply or send their applications in but michelle young deserves a motherfucking king and so we need someone for that okay that's what we got on bachelor in paradise and all um, although, you know, the Kardashians, you know, ended last week, we have to say happy birthday to Northwest. She is turning eight today. And the main question is, will Kanye show up to the party? Honestly, is Kanye going to show up? Um, he's the firstborn. We all know that North is absolutely the favorite child, favorite grandchild, like Trump's on all of them, except for maybe Stormy, but Stormy's too young right now. Anyway, they're going to have a party for her. Will Kanye show up? This is Kanye's baby. Will it be in Wyoming? Are they going to do something separate? Very, very curious. So you know that's where I'm going to be tonight. It's just like lurking the shit out of Northwest's birthday party, hoping it's tonight. Um, and then we have the part one of the reunion this week. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is the um, sit-down, very housewives style. It's going to be with Andy Cohen. 
all of the girls sit down. I think Scott's going to come out for a little bit as well. They're going to, you know, quote unquote, address the tough stuff, which is going to be interesting. Um, we're seeing the previews and Kim like goes to Andy and he's like, by the way, my mom's really fucking nervous. Like, as she should be like, you know, most of the things that the Kardashians can do, they're controlled. But Andy Cohen has the questions and the people want to know. And Andy keeps saying we're going to get into it. So we'll see if Andy's lying to us. But part one is coming this Thursday. And I'm very excited for that. Um other than that, that's really kind of what's going on over here. We're just dying. I've watched the fucking temperature increase about five degrees just sitting here, and now I'm drenched even more. So I'm going to go ahead and leave it at that, and I will see you guys later this week for another episode of Sadie Spills the Tea.